And now, from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, a man whose life revolves around his family, sports, grilling, and bad jokes, your host of the Dad Podcast, talking all things dad, here's Chris Brewer. All right, another Thursday, another Dad Podcast. Well, you know, I have a special celebrity guest for you today. Oh, yeah, I mean, you always complain that you can never get a celebrity to come in because they always cancel on you. Today's guest celebrity is actually our host. Oh. Do you know why? No. Because I heard from his mother that he's celebrating a birthday tomorrow. So ha- oh, happy brother. birthday. You're the celebrity guest of the day. There you go. And, and I couldn't make it in. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm actually doing this from, from my garage. So that's crazy. Um, Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you. Turning. Uh, Didn't expect that one, yeah, did you? Turning 47 tomorrow. I don't like 47. Why? 29, 29 again tomorrow. Uh, no, because like 46 was still one away from 45. <laughs> so you're still like mid 40s. And now 47, there's no there's no hiding from it. It's just. Now you're going you're going to 50 and and there's that's that's all there is. Like my kids have even said 47 that's 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 late 40s dad. That's not mid that's not mid 40s. So shall we sp- expect the midlife crisis now that you're over the 45 hump? Uh I I already had that. Oh you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I uh spent some time in Spain. But uh no, I have no idea what Ran I'm saying. Ran with the bulls? Ran with the bulls. Um <laughs> Robin, Sean, we, we need, we really do need a fact checker. Well, you I, I listened mom. to the show again last week. I always listen to, to the show, really to analyze uh, Sean's performance. Oh. And then I take notes uh, and I fax them to him. Uh, and then he reviews them and, and we go over them and it's, and it's good. No, but no, we, I said... Rob, remember last week I'm, I'm insisting that my dad liked this blonde on Dallas. Uh-huh. And, and you guys kept naming and you yeah. guys are even Googling. I'm like, no, 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 no. I had the wrong show. I was thinking of Linda Evans oh, Dynasty. from Dynasty. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't love Linda Evans? Come on. And uh, even my mom was like, oh, no, she's, she, was, she was gorgeous. And I, I had actually forgotten how, how uh, attractive Linda Evans was. She aged beautifully. I mean, I grew up in the 70s, and we used to watch Big Valley that came out the few years before that. And my God, Linda Evans was beautiful. She's she stunning. She still is. Uh, Sean has a poster of Linda Evans uh, in his office, actually. I could see it right now. Sean, are you asleep? Are you there? No, I, I, I'm right you here. You are here. Okay. And then the, the other fact, I think I even realized it when I said it. I, I made up a word last week uh, as if I'm, I didn't write something correctly. I came up with the word miswrite. That's, that's not a word, but I used it, and uh, it, is, it is on tape. So we had, we had the wrong show. And wait a minute, a you had the wrong show. I had the wrong Thank show. You. Thank you, Robin. I had the wrong show. I, 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 I was waiting to interject <laughs> that um, we do not need a fact checker. Chris, you do you need a fact checker. Well, we'll give that to him for his birthday. I, How about that? Okay. 
Okay, now, <laughs> now that I think about it, I do believe all of the facts over the past few weeks that have been incorrect have come out of this microphone, not, not Robin's, Sean's, Jason's. Well, that's not to say that sometimes we won't be wrong, but I think 89, 90% of the time it might be you. Yes, and, and I'm the one sitting here with all these notes, and I still have, have the facts in, incorrect. Maybe we'll have to start fact-checking on the show with Google, you know? I, I should send my notes to, to, to my mom or, or Sean or something before the show. To be perfectly uh, fair, if you're talking 90% of the time, you know, you should expect to make 90% of the mistakes. I have to fill a lot of dead air. <laughs> well said, Sean. Zing. High five, man. Well, uh, I, I worked on, I worked on a, uh, I know you said that I'm the celebrity of the week. That is, that is certainly not true, but I, I it is in my studio. So suck I, it I up. I appreciate Buttercup. that. And, and, uh, probably not in the listener's eyes, but I did, I did, uh, or ears, but I did, uh, really work hard on this celebrity of, of the week. Um, now we, we got to go back on this one, but, um, uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't there a, at the beginning of this, but, um, apparently, so, so she met, I, I guess what was, what would be known as like a player back, back in the day and was, uh, at first not sure about this guy and then he kept he kept talking to her and apparently they they just they actually started having a conversation even though she she was still like i don't i don't know about this guy uh apparently he had dated uh everybody in the office and um wore black turtlenecks went to uh jazz clubs and eventually I guess he he won her over. Uh, this this is a biggie. She's she's cooked with Martha Stewart. She's cooked for Lori Laughlin. You guys remember Lori Laughlin mm-hmm. from House. Full House? Uh, she taught me to cook. We have an actual celebrity of the of the uh, week, and we actually got her into studio. Folks, our first real celebrity on the show. My mom, Jackie Brewer. Mom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Yes, this is a biggie. Mom, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember we would watch uh, Letterman together? I don't remember yes, uh, that. Yes, of course I remember that. Yes, uh, of course I do. Of course I remember that, Chris. Uh, uh, I remember really all nice. of these. All when of he was these. funny and nice. Yes, that's when he was funny and nice. Uh, but one of our favorite, uh, I guess you could say, skits was when he had his mom on. Do you remember when yeah. Letterman would have his mom on? And now here yeah, we I are. Uh, I know you don't remember that precious memory. No, I do. Like rem- I, do. I do remember his mom. I do remember. Yeah. Him. So we would we would do that. Um, and and now here you are. And here now, I now am. you're now you're in studio, and you're with Robin, and you're with. With Sean, who's dozed off uh, again, uh, but that that was a Sean that was a real and Robin that was a true story. So my dad, Chris, yes, can I, can I interrupt you for one yes. second? Um, Jackie's favorite child 
her son-in-law is is waiting to be let into this conversation. Whoa, we have Chris Yarbrough coming in. Yes. Oh, this is exciting. He made it. Hey, he, Chris. he knew you were coming. He's not on yet, Mom, but he knew you were coming in. He did. Yes, I oh. told him. Um, but as as we're waiting for Chris to uh, to come in there here. Oh, there he is. What's up, guys? Chris, you made the show. Yeah, it's a surprise. So I was coming to surprise you guys. It was intentional. That's oh, awesome. Wow, it's about time you come Hi, back. Chris. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jackie! Oh my I gosh, know. hey. I know. Hi, sweetie. She's she's sitting in your in, in your old seat, Chris. Oh. All all good. Yes. So we really did get we got our uh we got our first real celebrity <laughs> Finally. in in the studio. Uh, I'm not a celebrity. Oh, oh, Jen, no, I got you. Yes. I got you. Okay, I got you. No, you're you're old news, Chris. Oh, <laughs> come on now, be nice. So you're 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 doing this from from the parking lot from work? I'm literally in the parking lot looking at the office that I was just in. So way to yeah. go, dude. You look like you're in your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> if I'm inside, I'm going to get bothered by a million people. Sure. So. So I he's need to just leave. he's just being bothered by the rest of us. Yes, yeah, no, even no, even, better. <laughs> even better, even better. Are there going to be planes uh, flying overhead? Uh, there are, but they're not going to sound like Sean's. Because Sean so Sean can teach you about the mute button and, and how how that works. That was awesome when he did that. Well, I don't know when he was at Disneyland, wasn't it quite noisy? That was tough. That, that was, was crazy in the one. hallways. Yeah, that was a lot of traffic, and that was the best I could do. No, that was that was that he, was. He showed up. That's what yeah. counts. So before we got this uh, treat with Chris, Chris jumping on here, I was just getting into uh, this celebrity guest. The story there, all of that was actually true. So Robin, Chris, Sean, uh, my parents met at United Way. Mom, you're going to have to help me out here if I get some of these facts wrong, yeah. but. They met at United Way. Um, I believe my dad was already working there. No, 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 I was working. And we all had cubicles, and they were the kind that it's half, you know, half. The top yeah. half is glass, so you can see into everybody's office. And they were hiring several young account executives, as we were called. And my office was closest to my boss. So I would see all the candidates who would come in to be interviewed. Okay. And so she I, was checking them out. So you, you would got sit it, there, Robin. you would sit there, you would take notes. And so I would, <laughs> I, I, like my, I, would, I would pop my head up and then I'd phone because we didn't have text texting at that point. All my girlfriends who worked, dud. Stud. <laughs> oh, you really were rating them. Yes. Wow. Old, old. Stud. And then your father then your father came in one afternoon and I didn't realize that he could see me popping up. And I thought, oh boy, we got a hot one here. Whoa. He was so good looking. He was dressed, he always dressed really, really nicely. And I didn't realize that he kept looking at me thinking, what a fool. 
Look at this woman or really? girl. Are you sure he wasn't just men. checking you out? Though? No, he was not really? checking me out. Hmm. So he was hired. And before you knew it, he went through three floors of dating girls. <laughs> dating, wow. you know. and um, Quite the player. Yeah. And one night I get a phone call. <laughs> and it was him. And he asked me out. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> And I said, okay. And so he asked me out to dinner and a movie on a Saturday night. So I hung up and I remember telling my roommate, she said, well, who is he? And I said, oh, he works with me. And I said, he's the type who probably won't even show up for the date. Because <laughs> I thought he was just like a real player. And everybody who knows me knows I'm goody two shoes and, you know. And he picked me up and we had a great time. And remember? Never, do you remember the movie? It was some artsy movie. Your father liked that kind of gotcha. stuff, and I thought, "Oh my god!" But it was a good movie. It was actually a good movie, and um, we never stopped dating. And I thought he was really a nice guy, just Aww. really, really nice. So you went on that first date, and then you just you just continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we never... And he stopped dating everybody else, right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And we never we never had moments of breaking up. I mean, we had arguments or something, but he just was... He just was really... Hmm. I'll start crying. Yeah. He was just really one of the nicest, nicest guys. Wow. And, That's cool. Uh, I was just talking about him the other night to a, a girlfriend because she was asking me about my husband and... And I said, you know, you would have all really, really liked him. He was a class act. He was generous. He was kind. Um, as the boys talked about uh, a few episodes ago, the fathers of that time were not like the fathers of today. He was the breadwinner. He got up, went to work every day, came home. I stayed home, raised the kids, dinner on the table, yada, yada, yada. Um, but he was really... He was just a really, really good guy. Oh yeah, you know he he, he was the he was he was the best. Does, um, does Chris remind you of him? There are a lot of things about Chris that remind me of him, and then there are a lot of things that like oh my god, his dad would go oh this guy this kid. <laughs> <laughs> but Double I know ladder. I know in Double my ladder. heart yeah. I know in my heart of hearts he would he didn't know Alex, um, but. I know he would. I know he would like her, but I know he would be extremely proud of Betsy and Chris. And he had a special bond with his son-in-law. They were very, very close, and I know he would be very, very proud of him too. He just every his. See now, now you're just making stuff up. Mom. No, I'm not. Now, now, now oh, we're no. just, now we're just uh, rambling. No, and all he knew was Christopher's oldest daughter, Mackenzie. Uh, he the others who hadn't been born yet. I think so. it's so cute. She calls you Christopher. I love that. I always call him Christopher. I know, right? And and here he's like Chris. Yeah, there's just yeah. But that's Mama for you, right? Yeah. She can she can get away with that, right? She can get away with that. She could also get away with saying Betsy's name first when she said, "I'm so proud of Betsy." No, she didn't then say there, that. She a, said dad was. A, no, I'm joking. Dad I'm joking, mom. Sean, do you remember it how goes, you, It goes without saying that he'd be proud of me, too. 
I he would. You, he liked you, I, Sean. I know you left that out, but. Uh... <laughs> okay, we're going to have a memory here. I swear I wasn't going to talk. Well, I surprised you with that. I know. Okay, Sean saved the day. Sean saved the day. And I don't know if you recall this. You guys were home from college. And Betsy, I think it was, oh, it, uh, no, it was winter formal at her school. And I guess she was a junior or senior. And Rod in his worked all day on the lights oh, outside. That, I forgot all about All day on the lights. And he was definitely Chevy Chase as far as National <laughs> Lampoon's vacation or Christmas vacation. Yes. And he was, you know, in an old torn T-shirt and shorts. He looked horrible. And I kept saying, the parents are coming to take pictures. You've got to get in and change your clothes. Oh, just one more light. And you boys, you, Jason, Chris, maybe Amit, you all came over to check out Chris Betsy's date. And I have no idea who, who it was. <laughs> and so all the parents... I don't believe we were impressed. So all... Well, obviously, I'm being honest well, on obviously that one. she wasn't either yeah. because I can't even remember. And it wasn't anybody that she dated. Anyway, so everybody's inside the house and the Christmas tree is, he's going to turn on the lights for the Christmas tree. And they specifically picked our house because Betsy said, oh, mom, you decorate the house right. so pretty. And Rod goes to press, put in the lights yeah. and blows a fuse all over. We had no lights. No Christmas oh, lights. That's right. So typical. Oh. And it was Sean who saved the day. And I don't know what you did. You got duct tape. You did something. You're not exactly an engineer. But, <laughs> he's he's but, exactly. but maybe you are handy. I don't he's know. He's very handy. But you were the one who saved the day for the lights to come on, all the Christmas lights. Do you remember that? <sighs> A no. little bit. No. A little bit. I, d I actually do remember you saving the day. I had completely forgotten that uh, that story. But you did, yeah, you did do something. I don't know what you did, but yeah, Mom, you're right. Yeah. I totally forgot but no, about that. Uh, Rod, Rod always loved you guys. He, he loved all of the, the, the boys that Chris hung around with. That got me on his good grace as good. Yeah. I'm glad. Sean, do you know how your parents met? Uh, yeah. So my parents actually met on vacation. They were, they were, they were both on respective vacations with, uh, their friends. My mom was a Canadian, uh, teacher at the time. Uh, dad was going to uh, school at Ohio state and I believe it was the Bahamas. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were with their respective friends. I, I, I think probably my, my, my dad was, uh, you know, eating the leftover food off my mom's room service tray or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's accurate, but I won't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Um, and and yeah, and I and I think that uh, yeah, my, my 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 dad took an interest. I think my mom's friends were kind of encouraging it. Oh wow, you know, Jill, you're getting hit on by a future doctor. Go for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah. And then my mom ended up moving down to, uh, Columbus, Ohio for a little bit. And, uh, then, uh, the Navy sent my dad out to Monterey and, uh, they never left the West coast. So, so did your mom grow up in Ohio? No, she, I, I'm sorry. She grew up in Canada. Okay. She, she was, uh, uh, and, and, and lived in Canada, um, 
up until she met my dad. And then, and then once she met my dad, then she moved down. Then to she moved to Ohio, Ohio. And then how long do you know how long they lived in Ohio? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I, okay. It was just the rest of my dad. Gotcha. Going, I, I forget it. I, I, I shouldn't even say I forget. I, I you don't, don't know. I yeah. And so then mom, you guys dated and then, so how long did you guys stay in Pennsylvania? So we got the Johnsons living in Ohio. You guys are in Pittsburgh. We lived there, I believe, two years. You got married there? I got married there. We got married there at uh, Heinz Chapel on the University of Pittsburgh's campus. Oh, wow. And uh, I told that to the kids one day. Um, and I think it was Sam, typical you got married like at a catch-up building. <laughs> <laughs> that's character. That's well, that's my that, son. That's Sam. That's, that's Sam. Sam. <laughs> um, and I think we, Daddy left. Uh, your dad left United Way shortly after we were engaged, and he went into sales. Um, it, United Way was sort of an in-between job for him. Um, I think we. It's also in between girls, apparently. No. I think we stayed in Pittsburgh two or three years, and then okay. moved, and then moved to California. So straight Pittsburgh to California, yeah. and Sean straight Ohio to California. Right, Mom. Yeah. When, when did you guys move to California? What year? I believe nineteen, the end of nineteen seventy-four. Okay, maybe the beginning of nineteen seventy-five. And then you were born in 76. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean, when, do you know when your parents moved? I'm not entirely sure. I know they got married in 1970. Um, and, you know, as you know, I have, I know that you're, yeah. the, uh, you know, you're, the, you're the oldest sibling. I'm the, I'm the youngest. Right. I've got a, a couple of years older than I am. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure of when they, okay. came out, when they came down to Thousand Oaks. Okay. So then, Mom, when you guys moved to California, what was going on? Like, what? how did you end up where you guys ended up? Uh, Daddy moved, well, he didn't move. He, he went to, for training in Southern California, and he was with a, another guy training. And we knew we wanted to buy a house and your father's territory was going to be from Las Vegas, Nevada, all of Southern California, all the way up to San Luis Obispo. And so your dad didn't know anything. And he'd say, how about, you know, X community? And the guy would say, oh my God, no, you know, too much smog. How about this? How about that? And then we, he started looking at houses. I wasn't out there yet. And we just kept getting further and further and further and further out to the fact that we could afford living in Thousand Oaks. And when we moved there, it was a community of about 30,000 people. The only store that you could go shopping at was Sears. Um, very, very different than it is today. And that's what we could afford. And we moved into an apartment the first year. And then we bought our first home on Jan's Road. Okay. Where you 
came home from the hospital. And now what was he selling? <laughs> he was selling, and he only took the job because they were willing to transfer us from Pennsylvania to uh, California and pay for the move. And I think they knew what he was up to, but nevertheless, they hired him. He was selling trays, uh, trays like in a cafeteria, mm -hmm. but he sold them to hospitals and prisons. Okay. And so your father was driving all day, five days a week, going into prisons, going into hospitals. And I was home with a newborn baby. And so when he'd come home on Friday night, I'd say, where can we go tomorrow? What can we do? Like, I'm getting out of the house. And he would just look at me like, I just put like 3,000 miles right. on a car this week. I'm not going anywhere. So that job didn't last real long. Oh, it, oh, it didn't. I was, I was going to say, no. most people don't get their dream job first. He had selling he had trays to prisons. <laughs> That's kind of an interesting career, though, because we made I, it, Jackie. I, well, I never knew that they did things like well, that. Well, sales is sales, as far right? as I'm concerned. Say, you know, selling sunglasses, trays, you know, whatever. In his dream job had always been being an attorney. Or being a mm. stockbroker. Wow. And um, he had caddied at a very she-she country club from the time he was 14. And this was in Pittsburgh. And it was a, 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 such a classy country club. They never allowed carts. They, you had to have your own caddy. caddy. Yeah. And that's what he would do as a kid. He'd hitchhike out to the country club. And he'd walk maybe 36 holes. And... They were all very rich men that he would caddy for, doctors, attorneys, tray salesmen. Tray salesmen. <laughs> and they really took him under his wing because he didn't have the best childhood. And um, he listened to them. And they really, they really, you know, encouraged him to go for a degree in law or something. So one day I knew he wasn't real happy with his job and and we were desperate for money, and I wasn't working, and we had a newborn baby. And I saw an ad in the newspaper in the L.A. Times, and this is how long ago it was, you know. That's how you looked for jobs back then. Um, a stockbroker job, uh, you know, an advertisement. Mm -hmm. And so he went into, um, how, what was the name of that community in L.A.? Uh, Century City. Okay. And high-rise building, big time, you know, sort of like this. And so he interviewed for the job, and they really wanted him. But they said, oh, you know, you don't want to drive all the way into Century City. There's one out in Ventura County. And that's how he ended up. And he, he started working and never looked back. Wow. That, now, just, just to go back real quick, he did work for a while. Wasn't he in sales with uh, Johnson & Johnson? Oh, that's right. That was before we got, yes, yes. Okay. That's when we were married. Yeah. Got yeah. It. I forgot all of, oh yeah. I forgot all about that. Sean, do you re, do you recall what your, how did your parents end up in Thousand Oaks? Do you know? Uh, well, the, uh, again, they were in Monterey. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think just, you know, upon the end of my dad's, uh, um, the service with the Navy, uh, I think they did decide that they wanted to 
stay in California. And I think that he found that position at, at Los okay. Robles. And they came down and checked it out. Los Robles is a hospital in Thousand Oaks. Right. Um, I know you know that. Um, uh, and so, yeah. And just to go back to what I was saying, they did come down to uh, the L.A. area between my sister was born up there in 74 and I was born down there in 76. So that's when they oh, came okay. Wow. Uh, Chris, anything you've, you've been in our family, it seems like forever, anything so far that you didn't know? Uh, yeah. The prison story with the, <laughs> I don't uh, think trace. I knew the prison story. And, and again, I, I love the angle that he took, uh, because it served the purpose to get them out to California. So, you know, right. playing with the circumstances to get what he needed and then, uh, you know, worked it for a little bit and then moved on, which was perfect. So I, I do have a couple stories, Mom, I wanted you to get to. So we're right around the, the time frame now. Uh, obviously, I, I know these stories. The listeners don't. Uh, Robin I don't. doesn't. Sean no. doesn't. Chris Chris might. But you touched on, okay, we, we, we've got a newborn uh, we basically just gave birth to Jesus, <laughs> and, oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> but we, and just, you know, just like Mary and Joseph, we don't have a lot of money anyway. So you don't have a lot of money and I believe this was maybe for your anniversary. I could have that wrong, but you guys go out to dinner, like a fancy dinner and you either just had enough money or you did not have enough money for dinner. And I believe dinner was just supposed to be the beginning. Like you were supposed to do other things that night. Can you tell the listener that story? I'll go back even further when we were dating because your father, not not in the middle of our marriage or toward the end of the marriage because he always went to very nice places, took you kids to very nice vacations and stuff. And at that by that time... He was quite successful. We were dating. Okay, this was one of our first dates. And he said, there is an Apple Festival in this charming little town in, above Pittsburgh. And he said, would you like to go? And, and I said, sure. And he said, it, it's really well known and yada, yada, yada. I've taken several other women there from the office. Well, who knows? There you go. So <laughs> uh, it was a it was a beautiful drive, and we're you know, and I'm really excited. And we get to the town, and there's clearly nothing happening. I mean, it is just nothing happening. And I look up up above the street, and there's you know one of those flyers or whatever you call it, the Apple Festival is the following week. (laughs) Yes. And he says, oh, gosh. And I felt so bad for him, you know, and I could tell he was embarrassed. So we had lunch. But, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So we're driving back, and I think it's a Sunday afternoon. Maybe it's a Saturday afternoon. And he said, would you mind if I put on the Pirates game there in the World Series? And this is like make or break game and I thought okay whatever so we're listening to the game all the way back into Pittsburgh and the Pirates won and so we hit downtown Pittsburgh just in time for the celebration for the World Series so 
had the Apple Festival been going on, we would have missed it. Now, fast forward, we're now married. Can I just interrupt you real quick? He must have really been in love with you because, listener, my dad is a huge sports fan. The fact that his favorite team is playing in the World Series that day and he's choosing to skip that to take you to an Apple Festival... That just means your mom's he, really special. He must have really, really loved you. I, I would like to Chris, think that, that... Chris, that was my first thought as well. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think that, or he made the plans before he realized the, they were even going to be that far. I don't know. But that still makes him a stand-up yes. guy not yeah. to cancel, yes. even though that's coming up. Right. But anyway, yeah. fast okay, forward, yeah. now we're married. And there were, there were two or three times we went into restaurants... Not only could we not even order, he opened the menu and he said, we've got to leave. And I'm asking, why? And he's looking at me like, why do you think? But yes, I remember that night distinctly. Okay. And he got a babysitter and we yep. were going out to dinner. And I, and I think we were going to like, you know, some cocktail lounge afterwards right. to listen to a piano. We were home by eight o'clock. Cause we, <laughs> I don't think he had enough money to even tip. No, he he didn't. He, I, oh. I thought I thought he had to do dishes. No, no, he didn't have enough money to pay the bill and whatever the bill was. And this was, you know, you were uh, not even a year old, so we're talking forty six years ago. Whatever he had in his pocket, he <sighs> left, and he said, "We've got to leave, and we've got to leave now." <laughs> and Sign let's say let's say the bill was I, I can't fifty dollars. He may have left 45. Wow. And we, oh, he felt awful. He yeah. felt awful. And we walked out and then we had to run down the street. We didn't even have enough money to do valet parking. We had no business in Beverly Hills, <laughs> none whatsoever. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how you guys paid the babysitter. We, we probably yeah. wrote wow. her a check or okay. something. And then you were home alone. Yeah, I was home alone. <laughs> I was in the car. Uh, speaking of the of the car, um, wasn't wasn't there a story with like the tires, and like he didn't have enough money again? Oh, that's he right? when when we got married. I had a Ford Mustang that my father bought me. Yes, graduating <laughs> from high school or from college, and. Your father with Johnson & Johnson had a company car, but he also had his own car. Now, my father is rolling over in his grave when I tell this story because I know he was probably always mad about that. Your dad made me sell the Mustang. I should what? have kept it. And oh. I was stuck. <laughs> I was stuck with this Montego. Montego. Mercury Montego. Yes, yeah. which was a piece of junk. Mm-hmm. and broke down all the time on the way into work to downtown Pittsburgh. I hated that car. <laughs> and your father hated him for making me get rid of my Mustang. So we're now getting a little Mazda for me, and we take it into the dealership, and the guy tells Daddy how much he's going to give give to him. And he says, oh, but I've got, I got new tires. <laughs> and the guy looks at your father like, hell they're they're not all that new 
And he said, oh, and we have air conditioning that I had put in. And he said, that's, that's like a deduction. He said, we don't go with people who just put in air conditioning. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, factory. So, yeah, we didn't. Uh, okay. We didn't get too much money for his Montego. There, and then the last bit, just in this, uh, I guess, this part, part of your life. So you, you, you have enough money to, to buy a home, correct? But dad, and I guess neither of you knew anything about closing costs. Like you just had just enough money to buy the house, and then you go and sit down, right, to sign the papers, and, like, you've used every dollar to purchase this first home. What what happened? Your dad is getting a really bad rap no, on this. No, 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 this is, no. <laughs> we were very nice. This is, this is the we beginning. Were, we were young and naive. Right. We bought a condominium, which was a redone apartment, actually, in Pittsburgh. It was $19,800. Wow. $19,800. And the realtor was also an attorney. And I don't know why, because my father gave us a lot of advice. He was always good about giving us advice. But I don't know. I guess we didn't ask him. So the house was, the condo was $19,800. And we went into his office with 19000 well, whatever the down payment right. was, maybe $5,000, right. let's say. And so he starting to add up everything. And he said, you know, that'll be $6,500. And your father and I are looking, no, it's $5,000. You said it was going to be 5,000. He said, well, yeah, but the closing costs. And we go, what's that? And we're, we're ready there to sign the papers. And he just looked at us. He was the nicest little old man. He said, you know what? I'll, I'll pay for that. And you pay me back and we'll make payments for, for a year. We paid this little attorney off the fifteen hundred dollars wow and that's, that's how cool. we got into the condominium now fast forward awesome. we now move there are good people in this world okay now we've moved to thousand oaks we lived in an apartment for a year now we've bought our first home in thousand oaks which was forty five thousand dollars and everybody in our family thought we were out of our minds like what are you doing with a $45,000 home? <laughs> that was like the most expensive home anybody on both sides of the family ever owned. You would think by now we had become a little more sophisticated <laughs> and we knew about closing costs. Once again, we go into the realtor's <laughs> office to sign the papers. And, you know, now we're giving her maybe $10,000. And she says, you know, that's 15500 Wow. Once again, we had to make payments to her. Okay, so you're in debt to two different companies, and you owe a restaurant at least $5. If I knew what the restaurant was, and if your dad had ever remembered, he would have gone back and, and said, know you know, that. make wow. sure this guy yes. on that shift gets this tip. Sean, any, any stories like that with your parents starting off? I mean, he's 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 a doctor now, but I mean, you don't you don't start off with a, you know, your own practice. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting to think of my parents moving, uh, you know, down to you know Thousand Oaks also, and um, you know, spending what seemed like was a lot of money back then, but now it's just like, are you kidding me right now? I, like, you really you got this house for that? That's awesome. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I can never remember in my childhood. Um, you know, my, my parents, you know, driving, you know, the cars that you and I drove in high school and um, my, 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 my dad, you know, driving the, the, the little Honda Prelude and, and getting around. But I, uh, gosh, I, I don't have a little piece of me wishes that my mom was on the show, too, so she could speak up because well, they, 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 they don't tell me a whole lot. <laughs> we're going to have to get all the moms on here. Right, uh, right. At some, at well, some Mother's point. Day is coming yes. up. That's so what I suggested. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get them all on. Yeah, yeah. I do remember uh, you guys had a green Mazda with like black interior. That I you, don't, you don't remember that? Oh, I remember that. And I, I even remember as a kid. I thought we had a white Mazda. I thought we had a couple of white Mazdas. Uh, I remember a green Mazda. And even as a kid, I was thinking, I don't know if this is that good of a car. Like, it, it, like I think your dad, my dad, your dad, my dad didn't like the car or maybe made, you know, and we need to get, I don't know. I remember this green Mazda. Anyway, okay, so when you purchased the house, that, or the, uh, the first house, was Betsy born? No, my no, sister, no. listener, my sister, Betsy? No. No, okay. No. So how old was I? You came to that house as a newborn. As a newborn. And okay. Betsy was born almost four years later, and we were still in that house. Okay, the, the one the one on Jan's uh-huh. road. Okay. So then Betsy's born. Uh, you realize you guys have made a mistake, and you should <laughs> you should have stopped at one. Wow, oh. dude, seriously? No, we were thrilled no. to have a little girl. So I do. Rem- uh, so two things here. One, I remember when she was born, just with my dad taking me to the hospital. Oh Lord, yes. And Robin, I believe I was in cowboy boots. Aww. That were on the wrong feet. Yes. <laughs> I think shorts. You had shorts, like maybe plaid shorts yeah. and a striped shirt. Your hair hadn't been combed. Right. It was just sticking up. You looked like the most <laughs> pathetic thing coming down the hallway. <laughs> I love her honesty. And as happy as I was to have this precious little girl, and she was really a precious little girl, I just like... I just want to get home and be with my little boy and clean him up. <laughs> uh, so I was... Uh, so you were an embarrassment to the family back then? Nothing's really changed. <laughs> so I was three and a half. Yeah. I was three and a half. And I remember that you guys as like, uh, hey, don't worry, we're not going to forget about you. Uh, this will even it out, Chris. Uh, you guys gave me this toy... And it unfolded. It was like uh, laminated, and it unfolded into like a planet. But I, wasn't it Star Wars? It wasn't. I don't think it I was. Thought it was Star, was Wars. It Star Wars. And then we gave you Star Wars sheets, and I, I still have the Star Wars sheets. 
Seriously? No. I had those no. too. Just did not the figurines. I did, I did remember the Star Wars sheets. He just doesn't have the figurines <laughs> anymore. Chris, no. you had Star Wars sheets? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, they were blue. Yes. They were blue. So yes. were mine. Yeah. Yes. There yes. you go. There you there go. There you go. They were blue and they had a... I remember seeing R2-D2. R2-D2. Yes. Yep. We had the same yep, I, sheets. But I remember there's that a, plastic thing. Yes. That's crazy. There's a, there's a picture in my high school yearbook of me with one of those little mini basketball hoops. I'm wearing pathetic diapers and I'm dunking the ball from the bed. And those sheets are on the bed. This was in college? Oh. Yes. Got it. Well, you know, up all night partying, yes. got to wear them adult diapers. Diaper. Uh, okay, so I believe if my memory, which is not awesome, is correct, right after Betsy, my sister was born, we moved. She was six months old. Okay. She wasn't walking. She was crawling around. And that was a huge deal. That was a big that, the deal. House that was that a big we deal. then moved into. Because that was a that was a new neighborhood. Brand new. There weren't even uh, the street wasn't in front of our house even paved yet. It was dirt. Didn't even it didn't even come with a. Uh, I remember it. I remember going with my dad to buy a mailbox. Seriously? Oh, we that I don't to, we, remember. And, and you had to pay someone to put it in to put it cement. to put it in cement. But I remember when we moved into that house, the first thing I did was go up. I had a two-story home, go upstairs into my bedroom, which was going to be my bedroom. And the first thing I did was take my case of Star Wars action figures and made sure that those got in the closet first. Really? Little did I know I would then be losing all of them. Uh, just 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 a few years later but i do distinctly remember the very first thing i did in that house was carry i had this little star wars case of my action figures and i wanted to make sure that they got into into the closet does that haunt you today that you lost those it in a way clearly yeah oh yeah i can tell now past two two shows now we're talking about the trauma yes i was just watching a hallmark movie the other night Okay, that tells you what kind of lady I am. Sean Robin. does the same thing. And they I, filmed I it. I know yeah. what she's about to say. That episode was filmed at the Kahala Hilton, where we were at, at that beach that day. No way. It's now called the Mandarin Oriental. And your father and I were there for several times after that. But I saw, I saw the beach. I saw the area. And I thought to myself on a Saturday night watching a Hallmark movie, my son's toys are there still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some kid found those. Yeah, some kid. Or found maybe them. not. Or maybe not. They might have got washed out there. to sea. They might have had a sea burial. Uh, that's so sad. All right, so we're on Heather Glow Gosh, I didn't Street, know. and I'm. Uh, set, I guess seven, six, seven. Well, you were three. You were almost four when we moved in there. Okay, almost. Okay. You were going to Honey Tree. God, that was the preschool that I went to, Honey Tree. Down okay, so what is what is going on at this point? So Dad is. He's a stockbroker. Stockbroker. Um, I started catering. Betsy's now two, two and a half. 
I start catering. Um, That's when you started catering. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, how did that start? Oh gosh. Um, like, did you always know that you were into oh, cooking? No, no, not really, not at all. I mean, I like to cook. Uh, we had to eat. Um, Mrs. Hindi was the president of some ladies' group, and she was in charge of the Christmas party that year. And she came to me and said, do you think you could cater our Christmas party? And I said, are you nuts? I said, no, <laughs> I couldn't. No, I don't know anything about catering. She said, yeah, why don't you get you and Georgie, who was my best friend at the time, and you two could cater. So I called Georgie, and she said, well, why not? And I go, Georgie, we don't know anything. So we, she said, well, between the two of us, we can come up with appetizers. It was a cocktail party. But we didn't know what to charge. So she and I started calling caterers, pretending that we wanted a, a, a cocktail party catered. And we'd say, oh, well, what would you serve? And how much was <laughs> it? And what do you include? And so we got all this information. This is long, obviously, before sure. the Internet. So we had to make these phone calls. And that's how we came up with our, our, our menu and our pricing. And we knew nothing. And she, by then, had two girls, two babies, you know, young kids, toddlers. And she just wanted out of the house on a Saturday night. And I had you two. And I just wanted to get out of the house on Saturday night. And so we started doing that, and it was just a hobby. And before you knew it, it turned into something bigger. It was always a glorified hobby. But I'll tell you, those were the best years of my life. I just have wonderful memories. And every party we Catering. Could, yes, every party we could have. We, we talked often about writing a book. And she was no longer my partner. She only stayed with me for about a year. She just, it was too much for her. And so I eventually ended up with Mrs. Hobelman as okay. my partner. Uh, Did it at the ground level when you were going in to that, when you were identifying strengths and you said you didn't know much, did did you say to her, said, Well, I've got experience with closing costs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Do you do you see do you see a theme in this family of people sort of not well prepared, knowing you know. I mean, I don't know. Have I you guess, listened to the show? I have listened to the show. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean it with you. No. I meant it with your father and me. Well, it's very true about the show. Let's not <laughs> no. deny it. No. No. So, okay. So, you said it's a clearly it became a, a passion for you catering, and it became very successful. When did it become Ma Cuisine Catering? Um, shortly after that, okay. shortly after that, Georgie and I said, well, we need a name. And there were a lot of ladies who came up to us that evening and said, you have a card and we go, card, you know, we're lucky we got a platter. And so there was a very small, uh, boutique-ish little stationery store run by two women. And it was very expensive, uh, sort of like Magna Carta and Chico, Chris, and, mm -hmm. Um, so we went in and we told them what we wanted and both of them were so encouraging. They just were so nice. And they said, oh, we love to hear about young women. And I was in my, I had just turned 30, I think. 
Um, no, I was 33 because that's how old that's how old I was when I had Betsy. Anyway, they said, oh, we love young women, you know, starting out. So we ordered business cards. We had no ex- ex- we had no money to buy these things. There was no Kinkos or any of that stuff at that time. And so one of the ladies said, actually, I want to recommend you, but I have to taste what you do. And my husband was just made president of one of the divisions, and he's got to give five different dinner parties for, you know, different divisions. So she hired us for like five months, and we went, and that's how we got started. And wow. she liked us, and we got uh, in touch. She gave us she got us in touch with a florist who used them a lot, and we never did one ounce of advertising. It was all word of mouth, and they they recommended us to brides and whatever. And we worked with this florist, um, a gay couple, two two guys that just we just loved them, and that's how we got started. Was was there? Were they on Thousand Oaks Boulevard? Yes. Okay, I and do. I remember moved, going there with you. And parchment. Yes. And then they moved over to Westlake Village. Okay. So this is why this is why I wanted to bring up because I I know ninety nine percent of of these stories. Obviously, the listener doesn't. Uh, Sean and, uh, and Robin uh, don't. So I, I wasn't. I was not making fun of Dad or anything like that. I wanted. To, I wanted the listener to understand where you guys started from. And so just think about it right now, Mom, with with the story that you just uh, told. Uh, you use the word platters. So you you started off with Dad selling pris- trays to prisons. And, and now, hospitals. and now here, here you are, starting your own catering company. Dad is now a successful uh, stockbroker, and you're starting Ma Cuisine mm-hmm. Catering. And then it goes a, a step further. And, and this story, I I know, I know of it, but I don't know the details of it uh, very well. So how did, how did you come? as a caterer, to then cook with Martha Stewart? I didn't cook with her. I took a workshop for a week with her. Yes. And I ended up eating in her kitchen. And any of, anybody who's out there, any of your listeners, and I'm sure there's thousands of women who are sitting there listening to this right now, <laughs> who know about her first entertaining book. And there is a picture of her kitchen and I sat, I was as close to Martha Stewart as I am to you right now. But it was a that week. That was the picture on the cover. Yeah. And it, it was, was called Entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah. And she's the one who started the concept of it's nicer to entertain at home than it is to go to a restaurant. And she she started this revolution of, of cooking, you know. And now we have Ina Garden and Giada and all the other, you know, and you know Michael Simon, um, of entertaining at home. So how did you how did you go to the workshop? We saved all year long, and her workshop was fifteen hundred dollars, and we did enough parties that we were able to save that up, and then we had to pay for our airfare, and we stayed. Uh, a couple of nights with uh, a, a friend of Moe's, and then she drove us to the workshop when it started, 
and then we stayed at a bed and breakfast for a couple of nights. And then we took the train in from Westport, Connecticut, where the workshop was, into New York City and spent a day there and then caught a plane back. Wow. And your dad was all in, like, you can't, because I thought, oh, my God, how are we going to get the kids to school and yada, yada, yada. And we did it. I hired a girl. I don't know if you remember from CLU. And uh, she was really nice. And she'd come over every morning and give you guys breakfast. And then somebody picked both of you up and took you to school. I don't know who. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Gotcha. And hey, Chris. Yeah. If, if, if I could jump in here really quickly, um, number one, Mrs. Brewer, uh, I wanted to let you know that I don't know if you know this, but my mom is actually still very good friends with uh, the owner of that store, Parchment. Parchment? Oh, really? And uh, she is, I believe, 98 now. and No way. Way healthier than I am. <laughs> no yeah. way. Yeah. Um, oh so that, I, I was I was surprised to hear you say that actually. So that that's kind of neat. Um, uh, her name is Hope Rosenfeld. Yes, I yeah. catered Hope's daughter's wedding. Okay, well, one of her yeah. weddings when they live. Does she still live in Lynn Ranch? Uh, no, she had actually she. Uh, I, I forget how many years back she she did move away from Lynn Ranch. Yeah, it was a little bit too much house for her as she uh, as she's gotten older. I think. But Hope is ninety eight. I think I think ninety eight, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That is so. What a small world! I didn't know that, but we catered yeah. one of her daughter's weddings in that backyard in Lynn yeah. Ranch. I'll have to let my mom know that. Yeah, that's neat. Wasn't her husband a doctor, Doctor Rosen? I'm pre- pretty sure her husband yeah, was a doctor. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't know him if I, I, I never really knew him all that well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think, think you're so right. too. Um, she was a nice you know, lady, really Mrs. Brewer, nice lady. I, you know, Chris mentioned to me yesterday that uh, that, that you were going to be on, and um, I just kind of wanted to know what you, kind of a loaded question, kind of an easy question, but what do you think about kids today and just parenting today in, in, in comparison with what you experienced? I mean, I know it's it's such a different world, and different obstacles that we're always talking about every week. And we talk about how we were raised, but, but what's your vision when, when, when you see how things are done now with kids? It's funny because we were talking a little bit on the way in and obviously I'm all in on this show. I, I wait for Thursday afternoon. That's my Thursday afternoon entertainment. And I was telling Chris, you don't, well, back in the old days, Men never talked about parenting and, you know, philosophy and what do you think about, you know, the kids today. They would, you know, I doubt if Rod ever did. I said I don't think he ever talked about that, like on a golf course or having a drink with some guys. And so it's really surreal for me to listen to you young men. And I knew you. I mean, Sean, I met you when you were 13. And now Christopher has kids who are 13. And I met Jason when you were when they were eight, and Chris has an eight-year-old. It, it's just like, whoa. And I met Chris when he was 20. He hadn't even turned 21, and he's been a part of our family ever since. So it's really surreal. It is so different, Sean. It is so vastly different. And I feel really, really sorry for you young parents who are raising kids because it's a totally different world. 
And I always tell Betsy and Alex that I can't even identify with their lives because I was at home all the time, uh, like your mom, like Ruthie. I knew all the kids in the classroom. I knew all the parents. I volunteered in the classroom. I knew what kids I wanted to come home, you know, to visit, and I knew what kids I didn't want my kids playing with. You just, we had a handle on stuff. There was no internet. There was no social media. There were no phones. Um, it just, to me, as a grandmother now, it's a very scary world for me, and, which means it's a very scary world for my grandkids. Um, I, I just, I try not to dwell on it. I... I'm really faithful, so I pray a lot for, for, as I call them, the bigs and the littles. I pray for Chris and Betsy, Chris and Alex, and I pray for the five grandkids that they make good choices. And boy, I'm telling you, it no matter what kind of child you're bringing up in this world, I think it's really, really hard, really hard. And social media really scares me. Now, you knew that Betsy went to Lorena and this was right after she graduated. And I, well, it must have been several years, you know, later because social media had, I guess, just started. And the principal of the school got wind that there were a couple of girls bullying a girl on social media. She expelled them. And the parents fought it. And they said, no, that was off hours. That was off hours. You can't do that. And she said, first of all, this is a private school. I can do whatever I want. Right. And number yeah. two, if you're a student at Lorena, you represent this school 24-7. And it's a reflection of this school. And you will not do this to another girl at our school. And you are out. Goodbye. And that's the difference between a private school and a public school. You know that that would not fly today. And so it's, it's very scary for me, Sean. It really is. And now Mackenzie's going off to college, and every parent, you know, worries about sending their kids off to college. I certainly did. Mm-hmm. But I had hours, you know, and, and the kids laugh. They go, what do you mean you had hours? I said, during the week, I had to be in at 930 during the week, uh, no boys ever allowed, ever allowed, but on one occasion, and your door had to be open, and that was open house or homecoming. I had to be in by midnight on Friday night and Saturday night. We had a room mother, not a room mother, a house mother in our dorm. So to be honest with you, when my parents sent me off to college, I pretty much had the same rules as I had at home. Right. It's yeah. it's totally different today. You know, it's, you know, goodbye, hug, hug, kiss, kiss, and you go, please, God, take care of them. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's scary for me, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Scar- well, well, scary you. for us, too. I'm scared <laughs> for you, yeah. Yeah, and I, and, and um, it, it, uh, I wouldn't expect you to know, I, I've got a daughter, actually, and, and a niece who are both, uh, seniors also right yeah I, now, so. I know about your daughter when you've mentioned her a number of times going off to yeah, school yeah has she decided uh, where she's going she has not quite yet yeah she, she has she has an order of options so it's, it's exciting so we're just uh weeding weaning things out getting through things did you drive her car this week <laughs> nope. Uh, no no nope. she, she's back in it 
Gotcha. Um, so, you know, and, and, and Jackie, just kind of following through with that, are there ever, um, with full respect to Chris, Betsy, and Chris, are there ever times that you see them making moves as parents where you, you're you just either biting your lip or want to kick him in the head? Well, first of all, I don't bite my lip, as Chris <laughs> said. As, as Chris said, I think in the inaugural show, my mom's reached that age where she just doesn't have any boundaries. <laughs> As so, well, you shouldn't. And so I never bite my lip. And yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times I do. And it's... She reached I, that age around 30, yeah, by the way. Yeah, not, yeah. yeah. Um, there's just... Um, and I don't think it's necessarily them as much as society. I find the kids really what would be a nice word, glib. They, they have a different relationship with me as a grandmother as I, than I had with both of my grandmothers. And maybe it's, maybe it's a nice thing that they feel that comfortable, that they can kid around with me. Whereas with my grandmothers, there was just sort of a reverence. But I think kids had a lot more respect you know, kids don't have a lot of respect for authority, for teachers, for anybody. And it's not that they're disrespectful to me, but it's sort of like, I want to say, like, can you tell them not to do that? Can you tell them not to say that? Okay, here's an instance. This is a funny instance. This is a funny instance. And this is pure Sam. We were, we were vacationing, and we were all in the hot tub, the kids and me. And Sam says, Grandma, how old are you anyway? How old are you? And I said, 70. Whoa, my gosh. Well, you've had a good life. <laughs> and so that's, so that's sort of, you know, where we're coming from. Or um, Addison has always had, what, what's a nickname that she's had for me? Um, she's had some nickname for me that just bugs me yes. and I go don't say that Addison well why you know so I think there's just this sort of glibness that I can't stand with any kids so right that's just you know that's just the way it is uh Sean any other any other core those are good questions did you have anything uh, else for my for my mom I could ask your mom questions all day long. It but, sounds uh, like it. Yeah, I, think I did it. not think I was going to talk. I wanted, <laughs> When Alex was here, I kept waiting. Well, when's she going to talk? And Alex said, oh, no, I wasn't ever going to talk. I just wanted to see this. And then I just found out that Betsy and Cindy and Ben were here. And I said, well, gosh, everybody's been there but me. So when Chris <laughs> said, and Chris said, well, Mom, I've asked you a number of times, but it's never worked out. And so I asked him, he asked me yesterday, do you want to talk? I go, oh, I don't know. I, you know me, I don't have any boundaries. And he said, well, I'll neither do I. So you're welcome. <laughs> I know, Robin. Perfect and, for the show. And I, uh, so when we got in the car driving over here, I said, no, I'm not going to talk, am I? And, and we were talking about a lot of other things. And he said, no, you know, we'll just, you know. So this was a surprise. And I know I've talked way too much. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. No, no, you haven't. It's a welcome change because I'm usually the only female here, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, but you're a sage also. I love your wisdom. And I was afraid to meet you, Robin. Why? 
because we're like oil and, and water. Like you're just so worldly. You love, you're, you're a guy's girl. You're a guy's girl. And you talk about cars and you've had just an adventurous life. And I'm like, you know, I thought, I'm going to walk in and she's going to go, oh boy, here we are. This no, no, no. Little... I do that with your she son every that, time. Yeah, I was just going to say, she does that every, every Thursday. But I love, I love, I love your wisdom and I love, you know, when you give them advice and these boys, I call them boys. I know. Well, these they are. Je- these je- they are to me. They're younger than me too. So I get they, it. Um, they each bring something different and, um, Sean is very analytical, and that's his career. I've been in therapy, so I know they sit back, they take it all in, they analyze it, they rarely give advice, they let you figure out what your issues are. So he just sort of takes in the picture. Uh, Jason, to me, is just an old soul in a young body. I I love his wisdom and, and the fact that he has much older kids uh, and he's gone through a lot of this parenting before I I enjoy. And Chris, I mean, he's just like another son to me. I mean, I just, in fact, Betsy often tells me, you know, he's not your son. You can't <laughs> tell him what to do. And I go, I know, but I do. So I'm just so used to Chris. And, um, and he's very analytical, too. He sort of sits back and, you know, takes in the picture. So... But what about your son? Where does he fit in? Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, sometimes I go, God, you know, he's just... <laughs> well, he has... <laughs> well, there we go. Well, it's his show. So he, you know, brings up the topics. But he also has four children. So it's it's like, it's a whirlwind. So his experiences somewhat, sometimes just are so different than the other guys. Like, have you ever done this? And they all, you know, just sort of sit there in silence. Like, no, that's really never happened to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It really is interesting. Well, Mom, we will... Uh, I, I knew this would... We actually got to just about everything where I thought we would get to. So we're only at where I'm like seven, eight, nine years old... So we will have to have a uh, a Jackie, at least part two, maybe a part. We'll have you back. She's always welcome. Uh, Do you think anybody really cares? Well, uh, here, let's put it this way. It's always the guys talking about things. And now we're getting it from mom's perspective, which is really cool. Well, Chris knows I always write him notes. Yes. After every every show, listener, uh, guys, my mom will listen to the show and then she will send me notes throughout when she is listening. I always look forward to that, actually. Um, real quick, before we before we get out of here, just three quick questions for you, uh, Mom. Uh, favorite food? Shrimp, lobster. Well, okay. I didn't see that coming. Uh, now you know where to take her okay. on Mother's Day or cook her yes. a steak. There you go. Uh, favorite place you ever visited? Oh, gosh. My heart is in three different places. Um, I know it. New England, Maine, um, the Balsams, uh, Bermuda, which I know I'll never see again, and Hawaii. Hawaii just always has a special place for me. Okay. Which place in Hawaii? Maui. Ooh, nice. And finally, your biggest 
celebrity crush? Can be old school Hollywood too. Well, your father ran into George Hamilton on Valentine's Day in a parking lot and got his autograph. And we went out to dinner that night and he said, you're never going to believe this, but I got a special autograph for you. And I'll just give you a hint. And he said, George. And you know what I said? You probably won't even know who he is. I know who George Hamilton is. No, but I didn't say George Hamilton. I go, George, George. George Goebel? Oh, gosh. He said, are you... (laughs) (laughs) George no George Hamilton I liked him I loved Troy Donahue when I was a teenager I wanted to move out to California and meet Troy Donahue Um, Tom Selleck fan not really although I liked him on Hawaii the the Hawaiian show George Clooney now there's 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 somebody okay yeah I liked Roger Moore in in uh, as Bond also like Sean Connery. Okay. Oh, yeah, that accent. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. <laughs> no. no. What about Al Michaels? Oh! Yes. yes. I was waiting for Al. Yes. yes. What do I always say? He I looks bet. like he smells yes. so good. <laughs> <laughs> we need smell vision. I got vision. to a point, I, I would Photoshop things and send them yes. on a family text of Al Michaels. Al yes. Michaels. Yes, Al Michaels. Hilarious. How cute. I saw him in the booth once. You did? The guy yeah. only eats meat. Well, from a distance. Did you know that, Mom? Yeah, your father said there's L. Michaels. No, up there. he only eats meat. Like L. Michaels only, only eats, eats he only eats uh three things. Uh veal parmesan, steak, and French onion this is true. French onion soup, no onions. So he just likes that's, the broth. That's all he those are the only three things he, he eats, no vegetables. He's sort of boring then, huh? <laughs> well, he's doing okay. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's not, he's not selling trays to prison. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mom, this was, a, this was a real treat. Chris, thanks for, thanks for being able to get in here. I, 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 I did it because I knew Jackie was going to be on the show, and we, I got to throw it out there. The reason I wanted to be on the show, because we had Mike's. I wanted to get in so Jackie and I could talk shop, go right into politics. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it would have been, it would have oh. been lights out. So, rain check, all right? We'll do that on a family dinner. That, oh, that will be a great dinner. <laughs> this would have been our last show. All right, guys, have a great good week. Good to see you all. It's so good to see you, Sean. Good to see you, Mrs. Brewer. Say hi to your mom. You bet. And Chris? Hopefully, I'm going to see you Saturday night. We're having a dinner for Christopher. Well, I will try to save some energy from the uh, Bear Jackson. I know. I I, I asked Betsy, and she said you could make it. So, happy well, birthday, Chris! Thank I'll you, guys. See you Saturday. Thanks for listening to the Dad Podcast with Chris Brewer. Join us next time as we continue our conversations about everything dad. Right here at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.